You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps. So every week, I bring together some of my peeps to discuss the topic of the week. And this one's going to be great. Well, I say that, but I like all of my topics, so why wouldn't I say that, right? Um, Today, we're talking about mindset, but from three different perspectives. Well, four if you include me. It's sort of like the whole, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, so why not think you can? And I'm really excited about today's panel. We have Gwen Bortner, who I met through through several different venues, but I think you're also from the Friends of Annie Coalition. So glad to have you uh, join us. This Annie P. Ruggles, who likes to send me awesome guests. So glad to have you part of it. And Kim Curtis came because a total stranger, her podcast booker, listened to my podcast and said, you need to meet Kim. And I did. And that's pretty much the same, except for without the stranger part. Uh, Holly Jackson sent Kevin Bailey to me and said, you all need to connect. And what I do is every month or so is I host a meet and greet. So the people who I don't know, I can know to see if, you know, they would be a great fit for my audience. And I'm just feeling really blessed and grateful today that, that this panel on mindset came together so well. So I would love for you all to introduce yourself um, and why the topic of mindset speaks so um, so strongly to you. So let's start with you, Kevin. All right. Hi, my name is Kevin Bailey. I'm the CEO of Workout Warriors, LLC. I do corrective exercise, health coaching, and also do uh, medical exercise. So, and the reason why mindset means so much to me and it resonates with me is because it all starts with your thinking, how you're thinking, whether you're thinking negative or positively will affect your physical body. And so in what I do, I can actually feel it in the people I work with. So if they're in a negative or stressful mindset, it translates into their body. So they're stiff, they're tight, which causes chronic issues. But if they're in a positive, more relaxed, more zenful breathing atmosphere where they feel relaxed, then their body moves more easily. They feel more relaxed. Their shoulders are down. They don't have that stress that's sitting on on the inside of them. And so you can kind of, I can tell before I touch them. And so in everything that I do, I want people to have that positive mindset so they can move forward. And it just helps me in my everyday life to have energy and to be positive. And so I can give that to people. Yes. Well, we're, we're feeling the positive energy definitely 
emanating oh, from where you are at. So really thrilled to have you here. Thank you for joining in. Gwen, welcome. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm so glad to be here. Um, my name is Gwen Bortner, and I own Everyday Effectiveness. It is a business that is focused on business operations. And when I say business operations, I mean everything that is behind the scenes, that is not customer facing. So there's a whole lot of business that is business operations. And for most of us, business operations is not our favorite thing. And so mindset turns out to be a really important piece. And part of the reason I feel so strongly about it is when we really focus on what our mindset and our goals are, and, and goals, of course, is the place where you and I completely aligned up. I mean, way, <laughs> way, way big on goals. But when we get that really focused about where we're wanting our business to go, what I have found is almost always the solution is in the operations side. But to do that, we often have to change our mindset to believe what's possible, what we can do, and sometimes what we think we should do versus what we actually want to do. And for me, that is the big issue around mindset. So although I'm really a business operations coach, there's almost always some mindset coaching that goes along with it. Awesome. It, it's really, it's all about approach, you know, attitude, and embra embracing, right, the things that you do well and finding solutions for the things that you might be a little cringed about. So exactly, embrace, uncringe. <laughs> okay, we just solved the world's problems. Well, <laughs> great to have you here, Gwen. Thanks and so much. Kim, welcome. Please share you, who Deb. you are and why you are so excited to talk mindset. Who's not to get excited when it comes to money and getting money that ties to mindset? I am the CEO of a wealth management firm in Denver, Colorado. And from 30 plus years of experience in this field, it's easy to see where people struggle. Um, and it's so obvious. And I'm, I, I'm always one to say that how you do money is how you do life. And if your head is in the sand on money, trust me, it's in the sand and uh, your head is in the sand in other areas of your life. And so I am so excited to be here to talk about money and mindset and how that fits in and what we can do differently uh, to, to uh, be more magnetic for money to find us. Ooh, I am a money magnet. We, we've heard that one, right? Yeah. I am a money magnet. People love to give me money. I mean, I know that's just like completely sympathize, sim simplifying mm -hmm. everything that, that you believe in, but it really starts, well, in all these areas, it really starts with that belief. And as you all know, my, obviously my big thing is goal setting and productivity. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is, but setting mm -hmm. the foundation for those goals is key. But even before that, to be in the right mind frame, because really the first step of Deb is visualization. You need to see that that future you want is possible in order to build to it. So let, let's dial it back because we're all, okay, I love mindset this, I love mindset that. What is mindset? Gwen. So you're going to start with a simple question. <laughs> I'm going to start with a simple question and we will, a simple question that, and this is what I love about these conversations because the topics, they are very, very vague, but they're on purpose. And in this case as well, I was saying, um, 
you all come from it from a completely different avenue, which I really, I, I love it already. So I, I bought you some time. Gwen, what is mindset? <laughs> so for me, mindset is um, how you're going to approach anything. Um, and, you know, what Kevin was saying earlier, I was completely resonating with wh whether or not we approach it as possible or whether we approach it as difficult or we approach it as easy or positive, you know, any of those things are, to me, mindset. How are we going to approach it? Because absolutely anything that you can list, you can make really hard based on your mindset or you can make really easy based on your mindset. Now, there's also some other factors that play in, right, that are not necessarily mindset related. But that's a huge base piece that we start with of how are we going to approach it? Are we just going to say, I'm really bad at this, so there's no way I'm ever going to be good at it. And so there we are, that's the way it's going to be. Or this is not something I'm comfortable with. And maybe there's a way for me to be better at it. Or I don't really like doing this, but I bet someone else does. You know, each of those is a slightly different mindset to the exact same problem. Um, and depending on the mindset that we approach it with is also going to be the way that we're going to find our solution. That's right. I completely agree. Kim, did you want to add to that or... Yeah, you know, it's a set point. You know, I, I think the word mindset it can be a little bit of a cliche and we get tired of hearing about it. On the other hand, it is the starting point, your set point as to where you are for whatever that topic is. It's a belief system. And whatever that belief system is, whether it's yours or not, we often, it could get it culturally, gender, uh, family, um, hereditary as it relates through generations. And to actually, go back like family tree and, and map it back in my, in the healthcare profession, it's called a genogram. And it's where you could visually have a pictorial description that plots family structure and also identifies disease through generations. I took that concept and moved it into estate planning. So uh, we could see what happens in a family around money and intergenerational transfer uh, as it relates to whether your grandpa was a tightwad and why you are showing up uh, stuck with money or unable to spend. And it may not be your values. And so to really find out what your set point is, what is your belief system? And is that system, that belief system truly yours today? Is it one that you inherited or one that you need to change? Ooh, interesting. And I let, I like the family tree structure with wealth because it's a very good and effective visual. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. And Kevin, how do you define mindset? Um, I agree with what they both said, Kim and Gwen said about mindset. Uh, the way I look at it is the way that you are setting your mind or what your mind is set on. So you can uh, take control of some of those thoughts or how you determine where you're setting your mind towards. So am I setting it towards what I can accomplish, what I can uh, um, obtain, what I can do, or am I setting it towards, um, you know, everything that's going wrong, what's not happening in my life? Uh, uh, they said I could not do it, so maybe I can't. I've always been this weight or I've been this size or I've been this place, so I, I, must, be, I, I must be destined for this. 
my this is in my genes, so I have to. This has to happen to me. So I might as well eat whatever I want to eat. So where are you setting your mind? What are you setting it upon? And so I think from that standpoint, your attitude follows. Mm-hmm. You know, your attitude towards things. Um, your 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 belief system is developed. Uh, I like what Kim was saying about the family tree. You know, we think this way. You know, so I, my mind is set this way because this is the way we've always done it. We've always eaten this for Thanksgiving or we've always done this. So how is your mind set in being able to determine, you know, which direction you're going in? But it's going to start with those thoughts and how they're set. So It actually goes a little deeper, Deb. When I think of mindset, like, do we start with mindset or do we go back to self-concept? Because if you think about self-concept, that's like your self-image, your ideal self, your self-esteem. And when we think about growth and really whether it be growth around money or fitness or uh, success in business, it's really about how you show up about yourself. And the gateway to success, I think, starts with self-concept. I think starts that to get to a place of self-respect, self-compassion, to then allow for yourself to be a value. And when you allow yourself to be a value, all of a sudden, the mindset conversation that we're having now becomes easier because you can unpack some of those stories that you've been telling yourself that may not be true. Yeah, the thing I love about what Kim is saying also is it's also related to what has, um, what is the story that we've heard from, I'll say, society? And that could be our family story. It could be our cultural story. It could be social media. It could be, you know, any of those things that is telling us what is the right answer, right? Um, As opposed to knowing what might be the right answer for us. Um, In the business world, I see that a lot of the right answer is supposed to be fill in the blank. My business should be this big. I should be able to have this many customers. I should do my business model should look like such and such. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, shoulds in there. And to me, that's also mindset of like, well, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not successful. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's not necessarily true because success looks like a lot of things. But we have to have the mindset to say, I'm okay with my success, not matching the image that Deb has for success or that Kim has for success or that Kevin has for success, that my definition of success is my definition of success, right? And so to me, that's very much in line with what, what Kim is talking about, of being really self-aware of what is um, what is the thing that's mine as opposed to the, the pieces that have been given to me that I have um, started to wear for better or worse, right? I I love everything you all are saying. What what it's bringing to me is that we live in a land of information overload. Yeah. It's advice overload. It's show and tell overload. <laughs> and success, at least for me, it really starts with, and I'll go back to Deb, determining your mission. Who are you? What do you want? How do you help? But you need to clear space to figure out what that is and then you could develop the skills, the assets, the whatever, the resources. When you have that real clear picture, then you can face it with that positive attitude. You know which are your own stories, and you can move forward into success, whatever that may be. 
Yeah. D- did I manage to wrap everybody's answer up into one? Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> and so, and we, we mentioned, but let's go a little deeper into this. What stops people from that mindset? Because I think that's, you know, the biggest challenge a lot of people have is what we were just talking about. They see this, you know, someone step at step 100, you're at step five, your journeys aren't the same or family pressure or friend pressure, whatever. So how, what stops people from, from valuing themselves and developing that mindset? And then how do we fix them? Kevin? Oh, I, I like how do, how do we fix them? That's a whole nother ball game. But I think um, one of the things, you know, that I believe that happens is that once, once you get locked into a mindset, being able to differentiate, you know, where do you fit in that and giving yourself that space to take time to sit back and saying, what do I really want? What's really important to me? What do I really value? Do I even like this? Or do I like that? You know, whatever the case may be, you know, um, a lot of, when I first was coming up through high school, you know, it was always, you know, when I came up, you know, you need to be an engineer. You know, um, this is going to be a great career uh, for people. To, everything's going to computers in the future. You need to be an engineer, computer engineer. And it got to a point where I was thinking along those lines. So when I got older and got out of school, I was like, well, I need to find something in the computer field. And I came to realize later on in my life, I don't even like sitting at a computer that long. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very kinesthetic, very, you know, visual kinesthetic. I like to move around. I like to talk with people. I'm very tactile. And so that's what I had to discover about myself by hitting my head a few times, but I had to step back and say, what do I really love? Kevin, what do you really love doing? What they say, do what you love doing, what you have a passion for. What is it that you have a passion for? What do you love doing? And then tap into that. Don't worry about the money right now. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about, is it the thing that's you know prestigious thing that you're able to say, Oh, what do you do? Well, I want to be, you know, you don't, not none of that. What is it that truly resonates with you? And so once I took that step, things started appearing and opening up for me because it was what I had a passion for, what I loved doing, what I could do without even being charging for it. That's where I had to go. So I think if you can sit quietly with yourself and really spend that time and become, you know, have that self-actualization time to get to know who you are, I think that helps with being clear on setting your mind, what you want to do, and then adding all those other things to it. Love it. Kim, you want to jump in? Well, we talked about beliefs. I think it's also habits and patterns and Mm self-talk. And, you know, I I love that Kevin shared a, a story as it relates to himself, because we all, you know, being... A, you know, a multi-million dollar wealth management firm. But yet when I was younger, I defaulted on my school loans right out of college. Like I had no business understanding money or how that fit in. And so what was the, what was the interrupt? And for me, I actually had an anonymous donor pay $1,000 on my school loan debt. And because it was anonymous, I couldn't, you know, say, what do you want from me? Or why me? Who? I had to ask those questions to myself and it was almost like a snap because that snap, if someone believes in me that much, who is it that they believe in? 
And who am I? And who do I want to be? And that, that was, and it didn't happen overnight, but what happened at that moment, first of all, I had this feeling of love that someone cared for me enough to do that. So what I realized is that I was not loving myself. Um, I was not paying attention or conscious of money to be aware of that. And so I think at that moment, I, I, I said, I recognized that I am responsible for the outcomes in my life. Events happen uh, that we have no control over, but we do have control over the choices and the responses that we make that determine our outcomes. And I think that was the start for me is, am I going to row my own boat or I'm just going to be unconscious and not aware of what's going on around me? And I think from that point forward, I made deliberate, intentional choices uh, to make sure that my experience, whatever that was in life, was going to be in my favor of whatever that was important to me. And that gets back to values, um, values, abilities, goals, experiences, you name it. But it was an interrupt that happened for me that made me have to ask myself the questions of who am I and who do I want to be? It's so important to, to have that. And, and what a blessing. Oh, right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that you had that realization and was able to move forward. And now you, you get to help people. Right. And a big part of it is because you had, you started with helping yourself. Mm-hmm. So Gwen, same question, yeah. what stops people and how do they get out of that? I think um, that people, wheel. yeah, I think mm-hmm. the way people get out of it is that they are willing to experiment. They're willing to try something different. They're open to a possibility that there is a different answer. Um, One of my favorite client stories um, from within the last year or so was a client that I've been working with for years. I mean, you know, so she and I had a very long, long relationship, great relationship. She's a lovely person. And um, every quarter, we would set financial goals, which makes sense when you're a business coach, you know, a business needs to make money. This is, (laughs) these are normal, you know, kinds of things. Um, But I also knew that um, her particular world, money was not ever a big motivator for her ever in her life. And she had just reached one of those big milestones. So um, her retirement from previous careers had now started kicking in. And I think we were at Medicare (laughs) and, you know, there, (laughs) there were all sorts of things. And so I asked a question that, um, you know, a lot of people won't ask. And I said, how much money do you actually need to make from the business? And I said, I mean, you know, completely. I said, like, if you didn't make any money at all from the business, would your, you know, house and food and, you know, would would there be any risk? And she said, no, there'd be no risk. And I was like, okay, great. Um, and she knows that I'm always, I'm, I'm a big money person too. So we're always going to measure the money because that's part of how we measure what we're doing in business. But instead of making it the goal, I said, so then why are we working? <laughs> why are we doing this? You know, cause you're at a point you could be retired. You're going to be hanging out doing, you know, doing whatever. And, and she said, I love the impact that I make and the type of work mm-hmm. she does. She does make huge, huge impact. And I said, so let's instead Instead of focusing on the money, which we have been told is the right thing that we're supposed to do when mm. we're business owners, right, is to focus on the money. I said, let's focus on the impact. And so part of that was how do we 
how do we design? And that was her assignment was how can you set up a goal that actually will measure impact? Because, you know, impact's kind of a weird thing to, to try and measure. And so, you know, we wrestled with it a little bit and she came up with a way that we both agreed was a great way to measure impact. Well, the irony of the whole thing, or maybe not the irony of the whole thing, was that quarter she made more money than she had in any prior quarters. And continued to do that so that year she made more money than she ever had made in any of the prior years when she had focused on a financial goal, right? And so me, for me, this was a huge mindset shift, right? But she was willing to give it a try. And to me, that was why the mindset shift was able to happen, was that she was like, let's try something different. Let's, let's be open to a different possibility yeah. and see what happens. And, you know, cause if she would have said, yeah, but we've got to focus on the money, we would have never gotten there. Right. She had to be willing. Now she had other extenuating circumstances that also made it easier to release the money issue. Um, but still it would, a lot of business owners would have said, yeah, but, but we have to focus on the money. The money's really important. If I'm not making X amount, then this isn't a successful business. And, and she, when she really was able to completely release that, she did great. <laughs> right. But, but it was her willingness to, I think, release that and and be open to the experiment and say, let's just try this for three months and see what happens. And, and, and then look at the results from there instead of, instead of just saying, we're going to make this shift. We have to make, you know, we have to make this shift or the other side of, I am just going to stay here because I'm sure that's the right answer, you know? Well, we all know there are no right answers. There's only exactly. trial and error, right? right. Especially right. in business because things change so much. But also going back to mindset, the attitude change is mm -hmm. so um, prevalent and relevant in moving forward. Now, let, let's take, I love these stories. Um Let's let's share a couple more because I want to go to each of your happy places. So, Kevin, do you have a good mindset impact story to do with health? Uh, yeah, let me think of one. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so, there, well, I got a few and, and they're all just kind of rushing in right here in my head. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you a personal one um, for myself with health. Uh, so just recently I was in, I, so all, I've always been, you know, loved, you know, being physical and exercising and things of that nature running. And I recently uh, was injured. And so for me, you know, running was like that keystone habit. And that when and what I mean by that is that's the thing that helped me to eat better, helped me to sleep better, helped me to get in the habits of doing those other things. So if I can, you know, get in that routine of running or, you know, then I'm going to I'm going to automatically just going to eat better. It just makes more sense to me. It just flows when I don't run. You know, everything can go. It, it's, you know, it's up in there. You know, it may happen. It may not. So, you know. Just recently, when I injured myself, I was unable to run, but I kept trying to run. And I and this is something that I teach people to do is listen to your body, take care of yourself, start breathing, start doing these things. And, you know, it was like, for some reason, when that happened, 
it was like, okay, I forgot everything I teach everybody else. And I just, and I started doing the things that I'm telling other people not to do. I'm trying to run. Oh, it feels okay. And I'm running anyway. You know, it's like, you know better. And then I'm hurt. And then I'm, you know, I got to sit out for, you know, two, three, three weeks. And I started, you know, getting a little bit of that, you know, depression starts setting in because like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, you know, be in the shape I once was in. And then uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to have surgery. All these things start going down this path. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. Calm down. Settle yourself. (laughs) What do you tell other people to do? You know, you tell them to take your time. Be patient. This is a process. So just do these things. And so what else can you do besides run, Kevin? What would you tell somebody else to do? Okay, I could I could bike, I could cycle. And so what I ended up doing, to make a long story short, is I had to change my mindset from being so locked in. I mean, you know, 20, 25 years locked into running, this is the way, this is the keystone habit, to, you know, you just need to be able to get your heart rate up. You need to be able to sweat. You need to be able to breathe. You need to get into and lock into a mindset of being consistent. The key thing to the running was that you were consistent with doing it. And anything that you consistently can do will bring about the manifestation of whatever goal you want, but you have to be consistent in it. So changing the mindset from being so locked into running, so locked into that one thing, this magic thing, to stepping back from it, what else can you do? Okay, we can ride this bike and we can get consistent with that. So we had to start doing that. And you can, and, and again, once that kicked in, from leaving that possibility, because I love running, I didn't, I don't really like, didn't like riding. But I love, leave that, what's going to be beneficial for you and your health? And as I did that, now I've gotten into the routine, to that rhythm, what I call it, the rhythm of, you know, doing this consistently so I can get back to my eating habits being on point and everything else flowing. And then, and again, Kevin, do you still feel good? Yes. Are you still sweating like you want to sweat? Yes. (laughs) Are you still losing the weight that you want to lose? Yes. Are you able to take control of your health from this way? And being able to give this gift to other people, yes, then we're okay if we don't run. So shifting from that. But it, again, it's it's easy to talk about, but once you get it to it, it's so easy to lock into things because we're so we get in the habit of doing them and we lock into them. But when we have to shift or make that turn, being willing to unlock, and like uh Gwen, like you were saying leaving open the possibility of trying something else and then going forth. So that's my story. It's a good one. But, and that's why, you know, I talk about foundation so much is you need to get, when you've got your, when you know who you are and what you're about and you know what sites you're set on being open to what comes your way or what you need to do to get there is so powerful and, yeah. and so and i i any project i have i i put through the deb method when i think i know better than myself th- i don't do that anymore because <laughs> it's so much easier when you take your own advice to that's keep right. moving forward that's right, right? and, and that's for right. those who are listening to this as the deb show on the marketing podcast network everybody is nodding so <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so Gwen, do you have a personal story to share about mindset change? For, for me, mindset change is almost always subtle and, 
And actually, for me, mindset change is really more about looking back and seeing mm. where I was, mm. uh, you know, and, and being able to say, oh, I was able to shift that, especially when I'm looking forward and I'm thinking there is no way I'm going to get there. There's no way I'm going to get there to, to whatever, whatever it happens to be. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, but being able to look back and say, oh, yeah, I was there once before. Thanks. You know, and I've now gotten to here, wherever, you know, wherever here is. When Kevin was telling his story, I was thinking about my my last major, major in, uh, um, injury, which was a skiing accident. I broke my leg skiing um, at the time while I was a professional ski instructor. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> there you, go. Um, and, you know, and and really broke it pretty pretty majorly in a way that in a way in a place in a time that it shouldn't have had to happen. Right. So there's a whole lot that goes on to that, but the next season, and it was right at the end of ski season, it was, you know, like in late March. Right. So it was at at the end of ski season. So as, as the next season started, um, I was really nervous about being on my skis again, because I broke my leg stopping. Right. And the number one rule is you need to be able to stop. Right. You need to you need to ski under control and be able to stop whenever you need to stop and hopefully not hurt yourself or anyone else, of course. Um, and, and so I had majorly hurt myself in the process of stopping. And so that there was this huge um, mindset thing that happened of I can't ski anymore because now I can't stop, stop without hurting right. myself. Right. I mean, that was kind of the, yeah. the self-talk that was going mm-hmm. on in my head. And so when I started the next season, what I, what I told myself and, the, and I was really proud of myself. This is one time that my mindset stuff really worked on my, my own self, which I was very proud of. Usually doesn't work on myself um, was I am not going to worry about how good of a skier I am. I'm just going to get comfortable on my skis again and not pick up any bad habits. Those are the two things, because it's really easy when you're nervous to pick up really bad skiing habits. Yeah. And um, and I actually was uh, attending one of the um, uh, instruction weekends for ski instructors. And I was by far the worst skier out of everybody that was there because I was so nervous and so apprehensive. But I told my instructor, I said, this is what happened. And this is what my only goal is. I just don't want to pick up any bad habits. And that means I'm probably going to ski way slower than I should. You know, there was, you know, all sorts of things. But I also remembered I had been in that exact same position several years prior. And I had gotten, I had become a much, 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 much better skier over the years. And was like, I can get there again. It may take years. What turned out was it took one season. It took one season of me skiing very cautiously. And the next year I was skiing almost to my same level that I had at the point that I broke my leg. And so, but it was that mindset of saying, I've been there before and I was able to get to this spot. So when I need to get to the next spot, I can get there, but I need to be patient, you know, patience, gosh, Kevin, you know, perfect word, (laughs) need to be patient with myself. And I think with all mindset issues, we have to be patient. We've got to be patient with ourselves because shifting our mind, I mean, our mind is a, is a weird, wonderful and complicated thing. Um, And trying to get it to do anything. I think patience is, is huge knowing that we will make progress and then we'll slip back. 
and then we'll make progress and then we'll slip back. But if we can slip back, not as far, you know, if it's three step, steps forwards and two steps back, that's we're right. still one step ahead. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Kevin is just very much in agreement. I think it was the sports story. I could be wrong. Um, so, Kim, I know you shared, you get a choice, personal story or a client story. You know, when when we first started talking about mindset and I said, it's kind of like a, a meter or a set point. And I think we all get stuck in set points, particularly around money. As a business owner, you get set in the amount of money you think you deserve that your firm can bring in. And you really have to break out of that in some way. And I, I love willingness. Another word is curiosity. You know, yeah. the whole what if, yeah. uh, what if. Yes. Uh, that curiosity and awareness. I think that when, particularly around money, whether it be how much you're, you know, as an entrepreneur, how much you can make, what you deserve, you think you can make, uh, the house that you live in, the neighborhood that you're in, it all is more what you think you you deserve. Or uh, uh, so it's hard to raise your bar and stick with it. Okay. So if you ask the question, uh, like, look at your current situation, whether it's as an entrepreneur, how much your firm is making or the house that you live in in the neighborhood that you're at and ask in the current situation in your life involving money, uh, what belief system did you have to have that created that situation? And write it down and as much as you can. And when you feel in, in here, you'll know that that's it. That allowed you to stay in that stagnant space of, this firm only making that much or your house or your neighborhood and then write a new belief system down uh, in terms of what money you will have or the house that you want. And for me personally, I was stuck. I, we lived in our first, first time home buyer house for 26 years. Loved the neighborhood. You knew all the, you knew all the, all the neighbors. Uh, you knew the restaurants nearby. It was great. After we renovated the basement, popped the top. I mean, you can only do so much in a first-time homebuyer house. And one day I looked around, I was like, why are we still here? And really had to ask the question, what was my limiting belief, my mindset, that made us still there? And once I asked the question, all of a sudden, a flood of different things came forward as it relates to, okay, what new beliefs do I have to have to have a different house? And what does that look like? And once you start to put the intention out there, all of a sudden, things come before you just in time uh, that you need. And, and three years ago, we moved into this house. And I love it every day I wake up and I say, I love this house. It has a pool. It's easy for entertaining. It has an open floor plan and a beautiful kitchen. And those are the things that we, and it has a place for our adventure van. I mean, those are the things I wrote down item by item of what I wanted to have that was different that the other house didn't have. And I think that if you could up level your belief system of what you deserve and then start taking one step at a time towards that as things come in front of you, then I think that eventually you'll raise that set point to a, a new one. And you have to continually reset. That's right. Because if you don't, you'll never really grow, particularly around money. So that's my oh, story. 
Well, I love that. The up-leveling your belief system of what you deserve that Mm -hmm. that's, you know, very, but it's so hard, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're in it, whatever that situation is. So, so how do you up-level when you're stagnant? Are you asking me that question? Yes, I'm asking you that question. <laughs> How do you up level when you're well? If you're stagnant, then you absolutely know that you're stuck. That's right. So that's the first is that you're not growing, and when you're not, for me, I believe that when you're not growing, you're dying. That that in life, our job is to really move towards things that bring joy and and aliveness and growth and happiness. Um, so when I think of that's it, I'm going to pause and let someone else answer that. Cause I could go take it to a different place. And I don't think, I don't necessarily know if you want me to take it there. So I'll let other people answer and then I can come on the back end. Okay. Sounds good. Well, so what we've learned from the stories is Kevin says being consistent in what, when you're retraining yourself, right? And also to be protective of yourself and then you'll get further, right, Gwen? And now we've got the up-leveling your belief system to what you deserve. So how do we, I know, we're going to fix everybody in the course of this hour. (laughs) Um, What are things people can do when they're stuck to get over that hump, I guess, is the, the more inclusive way of asking that question. So when, you know, I have always been a fan of every coach needs a coach. And, and the reason I, I say it a lot to people, um, you know, it sounds very um, uh, self-serving when you're a coach (laughs) that every coach needs a coach, but, um, but it's true because part of what a coach or anyone else brings is an outside perspective. Right. Um, And so whether you're um, working on your physicality and need a, you know, a a physical coach for whatever physicality thing that you're working on, um, you know, and it doesn't matter how good you are at it. I mean, you look at any top performer in the sports world, which is, you know, the easiest place to see where people get coaches. And they all have coaches and a lot of them have private coaches beyond, you know, their team coach, if they have, if they're part of a team. Um, And the reason is because, you know, we, as much as we do need to try and follow our own advice, like Kevin was talking about, it's hard to do. And it's hard, it's hard to be able to see the, the outside perspective when you're the, you know, you're the one in the middle of it. Right. And so for me, I think that's one of the ways that you also are able to up-level your belief system is when someone else can look and say, there is no reason that you can't achieve this. That's right. right? Um, there, there are things that we'll need to do to adjust maybe in, in behavior, particularly, you know, I'm thinking of business operations, but it's true. It's true with your money. It's true with your physical behavior. It's true with anything, but someone else can see it's like, yeah, there's no reason you can't do this. And, And so all of a sudden you've got another voice coming in your ear, not the voice that's just in your head (laughs) that's saying, Hey, this is possible. Right. And, and to me, that's, that's the advantage of working with 
some, you know, and, and I'm not a big fan of having a thousand coaches because then you get too many voices in your head, but having one or two folks that have expertise in whatever area that you're really wanting to, to move on and um, listening to them and, and seeing what are they seeing that you can't see because you're in your own body and, and you can't get that outside perspective. So for me, that's really, that's really the place um, when you talk about seeing what, what you're you know, how you start changing it is having someone else say, you could, you could do that if you want. Cause I'm sure Kim, I'm, I'm totally projecting this on you, Kim, and you can tell me, you know, differently, but I'm sure if someone else would have just like looked at your finances and whatnot would have said, well, yeah, you can have a different house, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it would have been like, oh yeah, I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because, because we just don't, we don't see it for ourselves in the same way, because like you said, we have our own belief system around what, what is appropriate and what, what makes sense for us. So that's my thought. Okay. And, and Kevin, did you have something to add to this? Uh, yeah. So um, in piggybacking off of uh, what Gwen and Kim has said earlier, I think asking that question, you know, the question of, what if, you know, she, you know, she said questioning, you know, the mindset that you had to, to get you to where you are right now. So also just question, what if, what if, just what, what if, just, and that allows you to at least give yourself a different perspective and a different answer to question what you currently believe and just allow yourself to do that. I mean, it's just you there, you know, no one's going to grade you or, you know, <laughs> tell you wrong. It's just you with your own thoughts. What if I was able to, you know, uh, lose 100 pounds or whatever? What if I was able to lose five pounds? What if I was able to, uh, to, to ski, to learn how to ski? What, what if? What if? And I think if you can question that and just play with it in, in your mind, it gives you an opportunity to expand the limitation, to break out of that. And if you keep playing with that thing, you'll eventually go beyond that limiting belief or whatever it may be. But you got to ask yourself that question. And to be able to answer and allow, and allow, I think we don't allow ourselves to allow ourselves to think beyond where we are, to, to, to dream, to, to look beyond just our current circumstances and situations. I have to underscore and abstract everything that you're saying, because it really starts with, and I said this before, that visualization, but giving yourself that permission yes. to think about what's possible. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can share it. But you can also keep it like this great big secret that you can be better, different, right. more powerful, and get where you want to go. So you That's give right. yourself, and you you can give yourself permission, or we're all giving you permission. So to have that life, that money, that big business, that That's good right. health you deserve, claim it, dream it, turn it into reality. See, I made it all simplified again. Um, <laughs> Before we start sharing goals, Kim, did you have anything else you wanted to add to this? You know, I think on piggybacking what Gwen said uh, of getting a coach, I, outstanding, yeah. you know, uh, if you want to yeah. grow and up level to bring someone yeah. else into t- regardless of where yeah. you are already. The yeah. second thing is to go internal, uh, yeah. to, to really be to, to whether you meditate or walk in nature um is so important because when you center yourself uh, through meditation or positive affirmations, um, it just, it allows you then to, to, to 
get ideas. And ideas are, are the currency of money. Um, and, and, you, and ideas are unlimited. So if you understand that ideas are, some people think money is, 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 you know, a limited amount. And if someone has this, then someone else may not. But if you look at money through ideas, particularly entrepreneurs, that ideas are abundant and, and many of them aren't that great. But if they're unlimited, you'll keep coming up with more ideas. And eventually you'll take steps towards that. If it, if it resonates and you feel it here, through mindfulness or meditation or walking, you'll know when you have a great idea to then take that first next right next step. Awesome. I love this conversation. Um, and I cannot believe we've been going almost an hour, but this is what happens with, you know, enthusiasm and power and positive energy. You know, it makes sense that the mindset conversation just flies by. Um, what are some goals that we can gift to the people tuning in? What can they do today, tonight, tomorrow to start reframing their mindset? Gwen, do you have a goal to share? Yeah, my my very favorite thing is, um, and it ties in perfectly to what Kim Kim was just saying, and that that is take time to decide what, and so, you know, mine's going to be a business goal. What is your business? What really motivates you to do this business? And not necessarily the, the activities of the business, but to be a business owner. What and because I'm always about make sure that the business is supporting your life, not that your life is supporting the business, right? Um, but for me, it's also about what really motivates you. What? Why did you start this business? Why did you start any business? Not even just this business, but any business. What was that motivation? And is that motivation being fulfilled? Because if it's not, that's almost always why people's businesses start to stall is they get really stuck because they're, they're being, they're, they've got goals that aren't actually motivating. They aren't, they aren't running a business that's motivating to them and it's not really, really fulfilling. So take some time, do exactly what Kim said, take some, you know, some meditation time, go for a really long leisurely, doesn't have to be an aggressive run or bike ride, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> A long, a long leisurely walk at someplace beautiful. What you know, whatever works for you. Journal. What whatever is the thing that will allow you to really open up. But get get honest with yourself about what motivates you to be a business owner. Love it. Great point. Um, and I start with the mission, and it goes hand in hand with the motivation. So yeah. I'm completely with you on that. And if you're not motivated, think about what you need to adjust, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that once you understand your motivation, you can then design your business to support that motivation. And some, you know, sometimes a lot of the times for a lot of the people I work with, the motivation isn't actually the money. It's Mm -hmm. other things. And, and, but they're designing their business around the money. And it's like, no, we can design the, we can design it around something different. And once we do that, then we'll worry about the money. Because usually the money follows, quite honestly. Right, right, right. (laughs) So Kim, what goal do you wish to gift? Just one. (laughs) It can be a multi-part. Oh, I I think the most important two-prong. Is okay. really understanding that that 
go back in your life and see all the great things that you've done already. Because I think it's really important to understand that you are enough and you've already done amazing things and you are uniquely qualified to do whatever it is that's lighting you up right now. And to say, nice job, congratulations, like love yourself so that you're ready to up level for that next. And I think that's so important because so many people feel unworthy or um, not enough. So start with good job. You've got everything you've done right now. Everything you've done in your past is why you're here today. The perfect path for whatever you needed to learn. That's the first. And the second is that you, you are the source of your money. It's really important to understand it's not your job. It's not your spouse. It's not your parents. It's not your investments. It's you. And once you understand that, inherently in this mindset conversation that we've had that you're deserving of it and you allow yourself to be abundant with ideas and magnetic enough for money to find you, it's unlimited. Okay. Now I love the magnetic part, the money magnet, the bringing things towards you. Can Mm -hmm. you just give us a a minute about how to be more magnetic? Yeah. Um, So I believe that, that money is looking for us, not the opposite. And when we know, so we always say, I need money, I need money. No, actually money needs you to become something, to be of use to the world. Money has no value other than the value we give it. So we all have little receptors on our bodies, neuroscience to help us in terms of what we need. Right, Kevin? Right, Gwen? And, and so we have money receptors as well. And it's visceral. And if we understood, it's kind of like um, the other day I was with my, my 23-year-old son. And there was, uh, what was it? It was a... It wasn't a Ferrari. It was something more interesting for him. Lamborghini, of course. And I'm thinking, who would pay that much for a car? And he's, so that was my receptor. Like, what a waste. His receptor was success. That person driving that car is success. So what is your money receptor? Ask that question to yourself as the listeners and viewers. Like when you see someone asking for money on the street, do you cross the street? What are you saying in yourself to, uh, to yourself about that person asking for money? That will start for you to see what those receptors are, to know what belief system you have to then change or if it's an alignment or not alignment. Because when, you're, when your receptor is attractive to, attracting to money, it's when you raise that bar. So how do you be magnetic to money is, and how do you raise your receptor is your belief system, the, everything we've just talked about so far. And if you understand your ideas are the gateway, but there's one more thing, and that is to do what you love. If you're doing what you love, as you can see, Kevin and Gwen both smiling, because they you could tell they do what they love. All of a sudden, the doorway to success is so much easier. So then your ideas are more abundant because you love what you're doing and you're thinking about it all the time so that that allows money to flow and to find you. So that's kind of three things that I said in that, that be a receptor to money by doing what you love for money to find you. Makes perfect sense. And we are, I mean, this is, it's Gold Chat Live, aka the Dub Show podcast. And it really is, if you're tuning in, whether you're watching or listening, there's something about the topic of mindset that is attractive to you. So you're in the right place to get the right information that you need to up-level your, your personal life, your professional life to get to that next level. So 
thank you for for that uh, supplementary magnetizing information. So, Kevin, it is your turn to gift a goal. So, what goal do you have for our viewers, listeners on mindset? So, the goal, the um, goal I have that I would like to gift is make feeling good a habit by changing your thoughts to good thoughts. Make feeling good a habit by making a habit of thinking good thoughts. There's a mind-body connection. And the same way, and, and just to make it short, the same way that we become stressed and depressed and it has a negative impact on our bodies. So we, we get headaches, some stress headaches. We get tension headaches. We, our back starts hurting. We get cramps in our stomach. We start, our abdomens, you know, our stomach gets so tight and we get draw so in that we start um, putting pressure on our internal organs and they start having diverticulitis and things of that nature. And this all came because we're stressed. Our stress becomes from our perception of what we were thinking about, our habits, our, our thoughts from something stressful. So the same way it can happen in that way, the same way you could think good thoughts. You can find an amazing time in your life, dig deep and find something that you love looking at, something you love listening to, songs, whatever it is that reminds you of your youthfulness and a time in your life that was so amazing. And you can meditate on that and think on that and run that through your mind as many times as you want and you can feel good and you'll release those good endorphins. You'll release the good energy that the signals that go to your body that cause your immune system to, to get more powerful. It causes um, you to feel those endorphins and you will feel amazing. And if you can do that once, you can do it uh, twice. You can do it several times. You can make that a habit in your life. The same way you can depress yourself and be depressed for five months is the same way you can do that by thinking good thoughts. So again, feel good, make thinking, feeling good a habit by changing your thoughts to those positive, loving, wonderful thoughts, all those things that the world's been given to you. Um, love, just by gratitude, all those things, just meditating on those and running them through your mind. And you can change your body. You can change the way you feel. You can be healthy. Next thing you know, oh, I don't get colds as much as I used to. Why? Because you're not as stressed out all the time. And you change your thinking. So, something positive, something loving, something wonderful, and it'll change your body, change your life. It's a shame you don't love what you do. It's a shame all of you. <laughs> it is. It is a shame. Uh, the, and this is definitely that this enthusiasm towards mindset and changing who you are, celebrating yourself, which is something I also believe in very strongly to get that motivation to keep moving forward, to see what's possible and then create what is possible. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. Friends, where could people learn more about you? Kevin? Uh, so you can go to, um, tell you real quick. So you can go to the feel good guy. You can contact me at uh, the feel good guy at gmail.com. Um, you can also go to, I have a uh, link in the chat that will be the feel good guy. Um, and it's the four pillars to feeling good is freebie. I want to give out to people. You can go there and get that and find those ways, those four pillars to feeling good, feeling amazing. And that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And Gwen, thank where you. can people learn more about you? 
They can hop over to everydayeffectiveness.com. They can learn a little bit more about me. And uh, there is a link there that they can book a call and we can talk about whatever is on their mind and see if there is a way that we can um, help make their business be the business that they have always dreamed of having. Nice. And Kim, where can people learn more about you? You know, it's funny in this conversation, it all comes down to self-love and self-worth equals your net worth. So I just thought that the way that Kevin wrapped that up was so beautiful. Financialliteracypress.com, financialliteracypress.com is where there are some freebies, 10 laws of money every investor should know and tax tips every investor should know. Fantastic. And if you go to thedevmethod.com slash blog, you can read the recap and get all of the links. I will put all of your LinkedIn links there as well. And if you want to etch a sketch your goals, feel free to uh, grab a copy of your goal guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals. And I am at the Dev Method everywhere. So if we're not already connected, connect with me. I'm live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And then every Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Dev Show podcast. So you can subscribe on YouTube and or your favorite podcast network. So you get the snippets of motivation to help you move forward, keep that healthy mindset, and create that life that you want. Um Thank you again, Kevin, Gwen, Kim. What final thought do you want to leave everybody with today? Kim? I did say that self-worth equals net worth, but there's no amount of money that can create an extraordinary life. Oh, from the financial person. Love that, especially. Um, What about you, Gwen? Mindset is a choice, so choose wisely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And you, Kevin? Believe only. Believe only. You know, doubt and fear and everything else is negative. You're going to hear enough of that, but just set your mind on believing only. Believing only. I love that. And the other thing to do, and this is something that I, I, I'll give a little a bonus goal to something that Gwen said was, don't only think about your accomplishments, make a list of your accomplishments. So whenever you need a little bit more inspiration and a reminder about how awesome you are, you can just look at that list and say, hmm, I'm right. There you go. Thank you again, Kim, Kevin, and Gwen for joining me today. Thank you. you, Those of you who are listening and or tuning in, um, whatever you need to do in your life, it's yours. You have the power. So go on out there, change your mindset and go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.